How do you build a highly successful, kind company? I built an eight-figure global sustainable brand by the age of 28, and now I'm building Kind Community into a portfolio that helps create a healthier and more sustainable future. In this podcast, I share the many failures and lessons I've learned in scaling my own purpose-driven brand, working alongside the largest, most recognizable brands in the world, and helping you do the same. So if you're interested in kind leadership and making this sustainable, attainable, and accessible, this is for you. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday, and welcome to the Kind Community Show. I'm Izzy, and I'm the co-founder here at Kind Community. Um, On the show, we speak to founders, activists, and influencers promoting positivity and protection of our planet and discussing how collaboration can help make the sustainable, attainable, and accessible to all. On today's episode, wave goodbye to expensive, unsustainable swimwear, making, or should we say, catching waves in the fashion industry. Juliet Shepard, founder of Ulu Swim and Surf, wants to change the way we shop for the sea. We'll be getting to know Juliet, her journey to becoming an entrepreneur, and learning about her relationship to climate positivity. Let's discuss. Hi, Juliet. It's really nice to have you on our show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so, so exciting to be here. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you a little bit more and also about Ulu Swim and Surf. So let's just jump right into it. Um, I would love to get a little bit more background um, as to what kind of spur moment um, that you felt like, okay, this is uh, an area that I really want to concentrate my efforts in. Yeah, definitely. So about last summer, I was backpacking around Europe and I ended up in a surf camp having the best two weeks of my life. And this is when the idea really came to my mind. I'd always wanted to set up my own business. I've always worked in fashion. So this was something that I had at the back of my mind, but I never knew exactly what I wanted to do. And at the surf camp, I realized that I packed the completely wrong swimsuits. They were white, they were terrible materials and they had like ties in the front. I was like, these just don't suit my, like my experience surfing. It's like really uncomfortable. And so like after the surf camp, I was kind of shopping around trying to find something suitable and couldn't really find anything. And I also was thinking like, everything I'm seeing here is not very sustainable. And also from my experience, like, you know, pre-surfing and pre-going um, traveling, you know, I tend to just to buy the swimsuits that were available to me. None of them were really marketed as sustainable. I had no idea what the fabric was made of and so on. So as I sat in Portugal and I was like, I think I've got a really good business idea here. And I traveled for about another like three months, sort of was talking to people, trying to get their opinions on it. Like if this was truly a gap in the market and I wasn't crazy. And when I came back to the UK, I was like, do you know what? Like, this is something I'm super passionate about. I really see the opportunity here and I believe in sustainability, making it accessible. So kind of dived into the deep end and found my suppliers, built out all my designs and all the colors, set up the website and everything like that. And here we are today about, I guess I bought my first stock in January and I had the idea back in October. So really it was quite a short turnaround and it's been quite an adventure since. I mean, yeah, it is a very short turnaround and you're, you are making it sound quite simple, but I'm sure there was a lot of work um, that was put towards um, the brand. And I'd love to just understand, so kind of what were your first steps? So I know you 
found this gap in the market. You did a bit of research asking people if they felt the same. Um, they felt that there was a, an, a gap as well. Um, what were kind of the first steps, especially in terms of wanting to make it a sustainable brand from the start? Um, how did you ensure that you kind of followed the right processes to, to maintain that? So I'm, I'm actually really fortunate. I've worked in fashion pretty much my whole career. So I had a really good sense of my vision. I don't know how it came to me. Um, I had also thought like long and hard over the last like three or four years, like what business could I make it make work? And this surf camp was so inspirational. I was seeing all of the colors from being in nature. Like I was camping on the beach. I was like, you know, surfing every day. Like I could just see the nature and I had a pretty good sense of the type of materials was out that was out there. So step one was, okay, I've got this brand vision. Now I need to research it and make it a reality. So um, a colleague of mine, I'd heard um, about uh, a factory. So I did lots of research into that factory, um, which specializes in only making sustainable goods um, from a people perspective and an environmental perspective. Um, But I also did a lot more research because I felt without having a solid base of how I'm going to make these items, I can't really build a brand. So that was step one. And I think I'm really lucky in the sense that that the factory I decided to go with has a pretty good end-to-end sort of workflow. So I contacted them. I got a good sense of what their ethics were, what their policy was, what the process was. And then really they helped me show me what kind of designs were available, what fabrics they had, what colors were out there. They gave me some advice on um, sort of what was selling well for them. Um, And I did my own research using, um, like I've got a retail analytics platform I had a look into about like what things were trending in terms of colors, shapes, patterns, and so on. Um, So then once I'd chosen the factory, it was a matter of choosing my designs, choosing my colors, and then thinking long and hard about how much of my own money I was going to put into it. And that was really the hardest part. Like, okay, I've got X amount of money to invest. How am I going to invest it? Do I back? Which styles do I back the most? What colors do I think will sell well? Shall I go, you know, a narrow, um, like a narrow product range or with lots and lots of colors? Or do I go lots and lots of styles with limited colors? So that was really the trickiest part for me. Um, but the, the step one was finding that factory who could bring my dream alive, really. That's great. And it sounds like you have found a factory that really aligns with your values. Um, what aspect do you think of your production line that was the most challenging to, to offset? And how have, you, how have you achieved that? Yeah, this one was really interesting because I think my vision of sustainability is I wanted the end-to-end process to be completely sustainable. Now, that's my dream. That's not going to happen, um, especially I'm learning. And I think the world is learning about sustainability as well and getting new ideas and, and new innovations. So I was trying really hard to think of everything from like the fabric to making the items and the sampling, not having any fabric waste. Also, like all the packaging and the shipping costs was another part of it. I felt, well, I'm going to have to make a product that's a nat- in itself going to be wasteful and it's going to use up resources and I've also got to ship it because I didn't find a factory that I wanted to work with in the UK so those were kind of the two elements that I was a little bit stuck with um so obviously my fabric's all sustainable I've tried to offset the um I guess the the cost 
on our resources of actually making a product by choosing a sustainable fabric that uses regenerated nylon waste or, um, you know, plastic waste. So that was how I tried to offset that part. And the factory that I work with also has a brilliant um, scheme with all the fabric scraps and the waste. They go to a local charity that make it into saleable goods that support the local community for especially like women and children out in Bali. Um, and then the other big part was the shipping, which was completely unavoidable and something that I thought really long and hard about. So what I did with that was try and minimize it as much as I can. Um, you know, not do lots and lots of small orders because obviously that's just so wasteful, like bringing it into the country um, and lots of air miles. So I was like, right, I'm going to do one, one drop a year, two if I'm lucky, maybe when I get a bit bigger, try and mitigate that. And then I worked with a company to calculate my carbon emissions and from the production side of things, the travel side of things, and even like posting it within the UK and Europe. So um, once those emissions were calculated, I worked uh, with a UN back scheme of how to offset those emissions. So we've got invested in a, a wind farm in the Philippines to offset those emissions, which isn't the perfect solution. I don't think offsetting carbon is you know, the perfect solution at all. Trying to minimize our waste is number one. But I felt like this was a really good alternative to where I couldn't um, mitigate any of those kind of emissions or waste and resources. No, I think that's a perfect answer in saying it's like we may not have all of these solutions right now, but being mindful that there are still some challenges or things that we can improve on. I think everybody's in the same boat, um, unless anybody's listening that's 100% there and knows um, the tricks of the trade to get there, would be happy and would be happy to share and collaborate. We would love to hear. But I think that's right. It's having um, the intention and really putting that into to practice from the start, which sounds like you're doing. Um, but again, always room for, for growth um, to build a sustainable future. So that's fantastic. And um, I was going to ask you, so we love your brand's dedication to empower uh, the empowerment of natural body types. So refusing to give in to the stereotypical ideals of beauty. Um, and I want to understand a little bit more why this is important to you and how are you conveying this, not only in your messaging, but also in your visuals? Yeah, this was so important to me. Um, I mean, when I built this brand, I wanted it to, yes, be sustainable. I wanted it to be ethical. But actually, for me, it was so important to make sure that the brand felt really natural and I talk about the surfing state of mind in my messaging. And when I was at this surf camp, I felt really empowered. Um, the, everyone there was so kind. They were so open. They were so connected with nature. They were so confident. And I've always been fairly confident, but I definitely would say I'd have my body hang up and be like, oh, I'm not really that self-conscious about my stretch marks or oh, have I shaved my legs or this bikini isn't quite so flattering. And when I was at the surf camp, it was, and especially just, um traveling in general it was so eye-opening the um, amazing inspiring people that I met who just felt really comfortable with themselves and I do think that by traveling you're staying in hostels you've got a backpack you don't have your straighteners you don't have all of your home comforts that you do just feel a bit more at home in your own body and I really wanted to take that feeling of empowerment that I felt then and spread my message through the brand um so I do I don't want to use models even if I 
you know, that would be amazing. I'm sure the pictures would look incredible. But actually, do you know what? My friends, my colleagues, anyone who wears my brand looks amazing in it. And we should all embrace that. And I mean, what defines a real model, right? It's someone in a photo. So that for me was so important. And I just was like, I'm fed up with seeing magazines or brands that have like the perfect women photoshopped, or maybe they've got a bit of plastic surgery or, you know, all of that's absolutely fine. Um, but for me, I was like, I just want to go natural. And I want to say, do you know what? Yeah, you've got, a, you know, you've got a spot on your face or I've got stretch marks on my bum, but like, that's fine. Enjoy yourself, wear my swimwear, like be confident. Um, so yeah, it was just really important to me. And it's, it's sort of, I don't think I'd ever go and use real models, whatever that term actually means. Um, I really want it to be natural and, and really open to lots of different like ideas of body beauty, body positivity and all of that. Yeah, it's really important. I think also for younger generations to see these, especially with with marketing um, and socials being obviously very big parts of their lives is seeing people that represent them. And no, I think that's great. Um, And it kind of leads me into my question around accessibility. So the cost is one thing in terms of um, having sustainable business or brand or product Um, and Ulu's values are of course seems to be aligned with along with affordability. Um, but what other changes would you like to see specifically in the fashion industry um, to make it more open and an equitable landscape? Yeah, I, I just think yeah, cost is such a big one. Like it has been a hurdle. Um, I try and make my somewhere as you know low cost as possible. But effectively, if you're going to pay your workers and you're going to pay for this expensive fabric, you are taking a hit and it is a premium associated to it which can be a barrier Mm. I do think in terms of making sustainability more accessible education is just a massive one I've been in a really privileged position to learn about sustainability throughout my you know education at university at school I've done my own research Um, I also you know my friends and my colleagues and everyone I'm around talks a little you know talks about it but actually you know, people don't have access to the same information as myself, um, whether that be in the UK or around the world. So education for me is a big one and something that I want to try and promote with the brand as well to help people have bite-sized bits of information to help them make a more informed decision and realise like what the implications are of doing X, Y and Z. Um, So yeah, education. And I also feel like kind of Secondly to that is a change in perception around sustainability, especially with fashion. Um, so, you know, when I started seeing sustainable items come into the marketplace, they were labeled as like the conscious collection or the eco collection or the life collection. Um, and you had this great marketing around this campaign that was you know, promoting sustainability. But really, when you deep dived into it, I just felt like, well, the, the collection was quite small in comparison to the total range. They were still promoting fast fashion. Um, it was only maybe 50% using eco-friendly materials or recycled materials. And the rest of the 50% wasn't, um, well, it was just regular nylon or something like that. And also they didn't talk about the ethics behind their workers. And so the perception around sustainable fashion is, well, I'm not really sure if it is sustainable. And also, is it actually know fashionable I, I think like some people are like oh well that's just a basic white t-shirt that's sustainable it's it's not very fashionable I don't really want it so it's changing that perception of like well actually you can have a really fashionable item that's actually amazing quality that will last you for a while 
um, but also it's sustainably made. So yeah, I guess education and that change in perception would be my my answer. That's interesting. And also fashion is kind of in the eye of the holder, really. It's kind of whatever you make of it, ultimately. Um, so no, understood. And I want to just go back to um, this surfer's state of mind. Yeah. So I, I've never surfed in my life. I think I'd be awful at it. But um, I would love to understand a little bit more of what does that mean? And for someone who hasn't surfed before, mm-hmm. how can they embody this mindset? Yeah, um, I'll be honest. I only took up surfing about a year ago. Absolutely fell in love with it. I would, I'm not good at any any stretch of the imagination, but I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, so for me, this surfing state of mind was you're being you're so connected with nature. Like you go to the beach. You don't you don't take your phone. Why would you take a phone to a beach? You're in the water. You're just you know with yourself with your friends you're in the water like you've got no other distraction you're just like like focused solely on nature and like doing this sport um and I also feel like you're kind of whenever I've like gone surfing I've always been in like a very chilled out environment like I've either been like camping on the beach which is again like very minimalistic like leaving a very little footprint or being in a hostel I feel like people are very like quite mellow um which is such a contrast to my life in London and I feel my I feel like when I'm surfing it's the best version of myself I just feel really really happy and also really confident um I hadn't taken up a new sport since I was about 12 and it was actually so empowering thinking I've never done this before I'm 27 I'm absolutely gonna go for it I might be bad, but I don't care. I'm having so much fun. And it's it's that confidence, I think, of surfing and just feeling like really at home with your body and just kind of going through the movements and just feeling like really strong. So lots of different things that come come into play. But this surf camp and learning how to surf like really changed my perception on like what I want out of life, how I view my body, how I view strength. Um, and it's just been such a contrast to that London city life, which I, I really wanted to embody within the brand. Hey, guys, I wonder if you could just quickly review this podcast. It really helps us reach a wider audience. And with that, we get to scale our impact. Thanks again. Let's get back to it. Maybe I need to take it up. <laughs> sounds great. Um, it is great. But it sounds like a pivotal experience for you. And I think for different people that could, you know, happen in different settings or through yeah. different experiences. But ultimately, from what I get from that, correct me if I'm wrong, is really kind of disconnecting to this busy, go on, like, go, go, go mindset and really reconnecting to what's important, which is, you know, nature, friends, family, um, and yeah just peace within oneself so yeah. I think we can all achieve that but maybe through different things oh 100% like for me it was surfing but for someone else it might be like skiing or kayaking or taking up painting like I do yeah. feel that state of mind I call it surfing state of mind because it's sort of like being in the water but really it could be anything that brings you joy and connects you back to you know yeah friends and family disconnecting away from the pressures of social media and work so um hopefully other people will go out and try a brand new thing and have a bit of an adventure and and feel the same way that I felt when I when I connected with surfing and we could all do it in your swimsuits 
well, whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't really surf in loads of different places in England. Like there are places, but maybe paddle boarding or kayaking or even just swimming, water, aqua aerobics. You yeah, never know. Or painting. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> swimsuit. Painting in your swimsuit in the garden. There, there we go. you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess I want to just talk about entrepreneurship um, because this, this does seem to be quite um, new if you started in uh, October, but you did mention that it was something that you wanted to kind of step into over the past couple of years. And is there a reason as to why you want to be an entrepreneur? And what advice would you have for people who are maybe um, a bit a bit nervous to kind of step into that space, um, what advice would you have for them? Honestly, I'm not sure why I, I always wanted to own my own business and go into that space, but it was just something that I felt like I'd want to do. However, that I didn't have a vision. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So my advice would be think about if you want to step into that sort of role and become a founder, do lots of research and I took quite a lot of sort of learning seminars and did loads of research like outside of university, like throughout my career to try and, you know, build up my knowledge in lots of different ways, which I've managed to leverage now that I have set up my own business just because I knew that I wanted to explore lots of different avenues. Um, so if if you're going to, or you want to set up a business like that, kind of making sure you're learning like all the different sort of business skills that you need to run a startup is kind of key. And then I would say, have a vision and have like bring it to life if you're not quite sure on what you want your business to be then maybe like sit and think about it because I definitely had lots and lots of business ideas when I sat and thought about it for a couple of months I was like this is I can't do it it's impossible or actually that's not really what I want to do and now when I had this vision of Ulu it's I was like, actually, like I sat and thought about it for a couple of months. I was like, is this really going to work? And did lots and lots of research. And I was like, actually, it is worth investing my time, energy and money into it. Um, so I'm glad I waited. But it's an amazing journey. And I think it's really, really rewarding. And yeah, if you want to do it, then definitely like jump in into the deep end, leverage your friends and family because they have been no end of help and just such a good support system that I probably wouldn't have got where I am without them today. So yeah really thankful for that great advice it's true it's it's um having that strong network um and collaborating with others or if you don't have anybody in this space really connecting with people who are i think it's super important to have that those people around you supporting you it's really key yeah. um so what's next for ulu swim and surf um and where would you like to see the brand let's say in five years time i do have to say this question came from robin smith so, Robin, if you're listening, this one's for you. Um. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I would love to be running the brand in five years' time. That's sort of an absolute dream. I think we'll I'll probably start, you know, just slowly getting my feet, learning more about the sustainable fashion industry and like learning about those innovations and so on. I work still for part time. So eventually I'd like to grow the brand and like reduce my hours, uh, reduce my kind of like regular. When that will be, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, but definitely in five years time, I see the brand being a big part of my life. And hopefully um, lots of people will have bought from Ulu Swim and Surf um, either for swimming, surfing, whatever they want to do with it. Um, but really, I just set the brand up because I wanted to 
get more people invested into sustainability. Now, it doesn't matter if I touch 100 people with the brand and 100 people are buying sustainable swimwear and learn a little bit more about sustainability and fashion, or maybe like 5,000. I really don't have um, an idea of where the brand or how fast the brand will grow, but I want to keep it going and just sharing my message. Um, and hopefully it will become like a really big part of my life. Um, more on the work side of things than a personal side, because like working full time and running a business has been quite challenging. Um, quite a lot of hours have gone into it, but um, yeah, that would be that would be the dream. Well, we look forward to um, <laughs> seeing you and supporting you on your journey. Um, and now for the quick fire round, um, a couple of questions, snappy yeah. answers if you can. Um, the first one is, how do you define sustainability? Oh, um, for me, it's all about not using up the Earth's resources and just protecting the environment, like any living being in the planet, humans, animals, plants and everything like that. So, yeah, making sure we're not we're not using up our finite resources. And what are you most hopeful for? I'm hopeful that we will turn into a society that wastes a lot less. We look at recycling solutions. We're way more conscious on the way we consume and ultimately can turn around climate change. Um, but that's what I'm hopeful for. And who inspires you? This would 100% have to be David Attenborough. Like he, I grew up with him like on my TV every week with my grandparents and he's such an inspiration. So yeah, he really inspires me and I love his programs. That's great. Um, well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Juliet. Can you please let our audience know where they can find you um, and if they can join and collaborate with you? Absolutely. So absolutely love to hear from each and every one of you. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at hello at ululusimandsurf.com or just um, give me a DM on my Instagram, which is up on um, up on the screen. And I also have a website, which is ululusimandsurf.com. So if you want to buy anything or just check out our range, you can see it on the website, but we've got lots of pictures and you can shop directly as well from Instagram, which is great. But I would welcome any questions or just any thoughts or anything like that. Love to collaborate with people and just generally hear feedback because this is my lockdown baby and it's something I'm super passionate about. So I love it when people reach out to me. Perfect. And we'll also add your links um, when we promote this show again. So okay. thank you so much again for joining me today. It was so great to learn more about you and, and Ulu. Um, and I'm sure we will um, be in touch shortly. But if anybody else has any further questions for Juliet, please do get in touch with her. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed my conversation with Juliet today, um, please do share, like, and subscribe for more conversations like these. We go live every Friday and very much look forward to seeing you or actually having you join us next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.